0: Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast for September 1st. It's your boy Dave and Deacon. It's Deacon. It's Deacon. Uh, A lot of Bills news going on. It's been a little bit since we've been in here. Been a couple preseason games.
1: Slipped by the Browns, smashed the Steelers. Lots happened. Quarterback chaos. Quarterback chaos. But the big news right now was the first set of roster cut downs most notably the release of fred jackson sad day for buffalo
0: yeah it was uh pretty crazy um i really was thinking ah poor chris hogan uh you know because a lot of receivers have stepped up and you know, yeah, I wanted to see Fred Jackson. Block. I mean, we expected it, but if the reports of March obviously were true that, you know, that that Fred was already caught, which, by the way, in a new news story, which i will touch on in a sec, but Doug Whaley went rogue, according to Tim Graham's sources, which are two in the organization, so... You know, Whaley hasn't. You know, I'm reading all over Twitter right now. Whaley has not been a Fred Jackson guy for a while now. A now, uh, speculatively. Yeah, that's that's what
1: they're saying. The but who knows? Who who really knows? It it it's it's awful to to deal with. You know, I I got the news at work yesterday, and it it just ruined my entire day. Buffalo loves Fred Jackson,
0: but and any Bills fan loves Fred Jackson. But
1: I feel like let's talk about Doug Whaley for a moment here. I feel like I feel like he's getting shredded right now. He's getting shredded hard, and it's a very sentimental thing releasing a player like Fred Jackson. He means so much to the fans. Big presence in the locker room, big presence in the meeting room, big presence in the community I mean there's really nothing to to not like about the guy um now with Doug Whaley, you know Fred Fred says he doesn't feel like he's been completely honest with with him through this whole process, but in his defense, I feel like since he's taken over as general manager of the bills. His eyes have been forward to the future. And I love Fred Jackson as a Bills fan. He's my son's favorite player. It was so hard explaining to a five-year-old last night why Fred's not on the team now. That was a really hard
0: conversation for me. Um, Yeah, how'd that go? Like, How did you break that down to a five-year-old? Like, well, you know what I mean? I I, I see. Because it, 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 you were just telling me he he's just starting to, now he's starting to get the football like yeah and it, I mean it's hard that that
1: was his favorite player it was his first jersey, every time he heard his name called he he'd do the little incredible Hulk pop, pop the shirt open and you know it was the first Bills player he really identified and that's always gonna be awesome to me. And it's just so hard ex- explaining it in, in terms of someone his age would understand. But I kind of had to give him the, s- the circle of life talk. I say, well, you know, running backs in the NFL, they get old and they're not, they can't run as fast as they used to. And unfortunately, it's just as simple as that. It was only a matter of time. And as much as you hate to see him go, He's the oldest running back in the league.
0: You know, I hate that excuse. I hate that he's the oldest running back in the league because, you know, you add up his carries. I still think, even to this day, uh, Jones Drew has way more carries. Is he even on a roster? Who, who knows? But whatever it is, he he had way more carries than Fred Jackson, and he's a couple years younger than Fred, I believe, and maybe even three. And you know you add up all the Freds carries too from Europe and all that shit, and and it's less than Jones Drew had. So it's like, man, like like he's thirty four, but he's definitely a young thirty four, especially with Bill Belichick having interest in that guy, and now Fred's looking to sign with Seattle, but which is great, it, which we can get back to in a sec. But for my my point, it's like that age thing, man. Yeah, he does look like he lost a step, clearly. But the biggest problem, if you want to mention age, is even though he heals like Wolverine, it still is, honestly, the last, what, three seasons, he's been injured. Right. He gets injured. I mean, him and and Spiller were hurt. Here comes Bryce Brown. And and that's the thing I was going to point out. That's the thing I
1: wanted to point out, is that he's had injury problems I believe four out of the last five years, as a matter of fact. And how do you, how do you bounce back from that injury-prone label once, once it's on you? You don't, especially when it happens over and over. And it's, he, he never had a full workload but still got hurt all the time. Pretty much since he he arrived in Buffalo, he's been splitting he's been splitting downs with at least one other back, Marshawn Lynch for a while, C.J. Spiller for a while. He's never been the feature back, and he still has that many injuries. I mean, what would he do if if it was just down to him? Because if if this if this training camp and preseason has been any indicator of anything, it's those players can and will get injured.
0: You know what the problem is, man? Is it's the style of running back he is. You know what I mean? He, He's a bruiser. Um, I think he struggled the last couple of years goal line, but, dude, last that last game's hop he had was disgustingly sweet. But I'll tell you what, like, the way he runs the last two years, he's put muscle on to be that guy you know so like what do you expect and not for nothing i remember like three four maybe it was five years ago madden took the freaking the the speed burst right And, and it was like an auto speed burst like if you play madden and you don't hit the speed burst right away just long story short you just run and you don't hit your little boost it's all about your vision of making the right decisions and following your blocks and that dude did not, Fred Jackson did not need to be fast. Because no matter what, one yard, you're getting two. Right. And in big situations, and how many times do we see, damn it, they're running and then he see the play develop, they give it to Fred, and whoa, it was third and six and he got seven. Yeah. You know, and, and you can't deny that. And I don't want to sit here and call him slow because I think he's fast enough, is what I'm getting at. He's, he's he's fast, fast enough. mentally.
1: He'll see the play breaking down, and he knows when to turn it on. and And he, he's that dude who'll just break through and always hit that second level. If there if there's any opening whatsoever, he's he's into the second level no matter what.
0: Yeah, and and when he gets to that second level, he's taking your face and he's throwing it into the ground. And you know, thirty four, whatever it is, I still want that guy on my freaking team. Oh, absolutely! You know, it's and, and it's like
1: losing a player and a coach in one fell swoop. But who knows? That might be that might be what what found him the door. He's got a big. He had a big voice around around that locker room.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, he. I have like a little conspiracy theory, like we were talking about earlier. Like you have conspiracy theories? Oh uh, yeah, all day. You know, after this report uh, of literally ten minutes ago breaking out of Whaley going rogue and cutting Fred and not liking Fred and yada yada yada, some people might think it could be ego. Like, oh, he likes Bryce Brown that much. And that, let me tell you something. Bryce Brown was a pick from Steve Johnson getting traded. That fourth round pick. I am 99% sure that that's the same. You know, yeah. if you trade if Steve, you Stevie was traded for pick number X. It's the same as Bryce Brown was that pick. So Acquired we for that pretty much pick, traded yeah. Steve Johnson for Bryce Brown in a weird way. And Steve Johnson, the new coaching staff came in. He had a little attitude with Doug Roan, or Doug Rohn didn't like him. And reading reports. Doug Marone, when he showed up in Syracuse, there was a whole deal where everybody he took away the the loudmouths, the leaders, the guys who have a lot of say in the locker room. The Mike Williams, the Mike Williams, yeah, funny, ironic. And think about this: like twice. So now, so now <laughs> right? So now you got Steve Johnson, Fred Jackson, Ryan Fitzpatrick. You got Kyle Williams, Eric Wood. Am I missing somebody? I don't know. Maybe Mario Williams, Cordy Glenn later on, you know. Um, you could say, yeah, McCalvin too. But, like, my point being, you you got a roster of those guys when Marone comes in. What do they do? Fitzpatrick doesn't want to restructure his contract? He's out, you know. And, and, and those guys are out. all tight with Chan. Next thing you know, C. Johnson has a little bit of attitude. Oh, he's out. So bring in Bryce Brown. So now you got Rex Ryan. They wanted to cut, like, Fred before any of the activities in March, right? Like, he um, he was out, out. Like,
1: Doug Whaley. And there was a big public outcry, and Terry got involved, and then. Terry Pagula, the owner. And then Doug Whaley went on record saying Fred's not going anywhere. Right.
0: In but the, this, is, the this rep- is
1: professional sports.
0: And-, and and honestly, like, does he owe Doug Whaley? Does Doug Whaley owe him to be quote-unquote honest? I mean, he's got a hard job. Yeah, he, it would be nice. I'm sure he would like to get paid and just sit on the sideline, Fred. He don't. Uh, and actually, I take that back. He wants to be out there. But if that's what they told him to do, he would do it. And, and honestly, Fred, this is the best thing to happen to you if that's going to be their attitude. It's the best thing because if you do sign with Seattle, you do your physical, all that. Yeah, he went for a physical with the Seahawks today. There's there's a handful of of playoff teams, they say, that have interest in Fred Jackson. A handful. That is crazy, and that is awesome. And that is, to us, confirming, hey, this guy, he's respected around the league, so he really must be – if he signs, he will probably be like what? The oldest free agent running back ever signed, since oh what? definitely, like since what? Like, you know what I mean? Who who signs a thirty four year old running back? I don't know, like. That's that's nuts. But Fred is the last leader of that group. And, and you want to know something? If maybe, who knows? Maybe Rex doesn't want him, and and Doug Williams said, "Look, I'll do what the GM's got to do." You know, they got rid of Stevie. Why? Because he's got a big freaking mouth. Who's making a big stink last year about the Pittsburgh practices and all this and that? Which I'm sure, you know, I can't really side with Doug Whaley on that because the dogs didn't get along. But Whaley, what if that's really, you know, what if he's like, hey, I'll take the blame on this and you'll have your locker room rocks. You got to get rid of that guy. If there's one guy that we can point out that might turn things the other way around, yeah, that might it's going to be more, him.
1: That might have more pull than the coach in that locker room.
0: It would be Fred Jackson. And unfortunately for Fred, it, I think if, if we go on this conspiracy theory trail for the last 10 minutes, unfortunately for Fred, if that is the case, if you follow me still and you're not asleep, it. It sucks that Doug Marone wasn't around longer or you, you should have had. That doesn't or, or, suck. Or, I I don't think that sucks no, at no. all. No, no, what I'm saying is, like, his second coach, say Chan, gets fired and he he, he wins their, uh, you know, it could have been Rex time one. You know what I mean? Like, it would, say, say it was, you know, if you didn't have another coaching staff change, you would still be here is my overall point.
1: Speaking of Chan, I just want to say that the – the idea of Fred going to Seattle is a huge weight lifted off off my shoulders because I, as soon as I heard the news, the first thing I, I imagined in my mind was Chan Gailey picking up that phone and being like, hey, Fred, weather's warm down here in New Jersey.
0: No, nah, Fred's, like, Fred's like, hey, I'm the best pass blocker in the league, so why the hell am I going to settle for the Browns? You're telling me I'm going to go to the Browns right now? Oh, that that's what I'm
1: saying. He had options. I'm sure Chan would have would have found a spot for him. I'm sure Mike Patton would have found a spot for him. He's he's a great player, great dude. Yeah. And he's gonna be missed. But again, I can't I can't sit here and just roast Doug Whaley. No, I can't do it he, because he has made so many power moves since he came in. He has, he has brought in so much talent, and I truly feel his his stance on this is eyes to the future,
0: I like I to, said. I, I tend to roll – I always say this, sorry. I tend to roll Doug Whaley and Nix as the same in a weird way. I mean, it definitely should change since Whaley's been in way more aggressive. But – what well, Nicks did he's was be—he's got, be, a, he's got a much longer leash, right, right. But even with Terry Rolf, even yeah. even with Rolf, though Whaley did some wild, wild shit. They were very aggressive. So think about this: like, since Nicks came in, it was pretty much like, okay, these are the common sense moves. And with Whaley, it's very, 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 very risky
1: but you're not going to you're not going to run into big results without taking big risks.
0: I I don't I don't know man. I I think the ship has been steered in a, in a very good direction since and with Buddy Nix and like little you know like let's develop the talent and build through the draft and you know guys like Fred they they were Big role players on those teams, obviously. And, like, it was great to root for all those guys. But, you know, t- the time is now. And Doug Williams has got to do what he's got to do. Right. You got you got fresh talent. You got a guy like
1: Carlos Williams coming up, making a big impact early on. You got LaShawn McCoy, in my opinion, a top three running back in the league
0: who's getting shit on in fantasy leagues by the way he's going late 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 and you know I told this dude my friend Sean Timmerman we do this fantasy league together and I text him like yo we got the number I think it's the number two pick in a 16 team league I go i McCoy and he keeps up he's like a it's one of those dudes that would watch like card breaks on the internet. He's like a big card collector and stuff, and I would just laugh at him when I was a pathetic loser and had to live in his bedroom like three years ago with my two dogs. But, anyways, you know, great dude, but he's real into fantasy football. But he's like, if you're familiar with like Jim Rome's, like, yo, you got the stat geek in fantasy football. You got this guy. You got the asshole. Sean is the asshole oh you picked him <laughs> I wouldn't to touch him with your with your mothers whatever you know like oof, oof. yeah you know he's like he, he's that guy so I'm like he's he's my partner in this league and it's a good chunk of money and he's just like hey like no don't be a homer picking McCoy that's so dumb he's going so far down because he studied all the drafts and he's done mock drafts i will never do a mock draft in my life okay i don't even like printing off the paper to cross guys out and apparently i could do that on my phone <laughs> which i've done every year but this year for some reason anyways and like you just can't like with sean it's crazy because he's knocking all this sense into me and i am so hung up on the bills like hey have you i'm telling him. If you watch Greg Roman's offense, do you know how good his run game is? I mean, look at the San Francisco. You don't know about this guy. And at the same time, like, it's a lot to put on LaShawn McCoy. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, like, my overall point. Like, that is a lot to put on LaShawn McCoy. And is he really that good? I think he is. I think he's a man. And, you know, I one year I wanted LaShawn McCoy. My boy, Sean, he's just like, no, we're doing Ray Rice. I go, no way. He goes, I can't root for, he's a Giants fan. I can't root for LeSean McCoy as in you go, no. But he picked up Des Bryant on one of his teams. Good for you, traitor. Anyways, <laughs> it, it's like, oh, I can't pick up McCoy. And that was the year McCoy did, like, the most damage he's ever done in his career and just crushed everyone and their mother. And it was, like, incredible. And meanwhile, I got Ray Rice, three and a half yards of carry or some bullshit that we invested all this money into, but I really don't know what to think, man. If McCoy goes down and then you got Fred, what happens? You got Fred Jackson, which, dude, he's going to do it. I wish Fred Jackson was a starter. For once, I wish they would have just let Fred start. Just, just jettison it. Just, just let Fred start. You know what I mean? Just get it out of the way. Just let him start. But in Wehwee's defense, whenever you do that, something happens. And, and if you're out even just a game or two, we can't afford that. Yeah, it's a— We have a stable in running backs. Bryce bad Brown— Bad situation. Bryce Brown, we could talk shit about all of his fumbling issues. Small hands. Bad timing. And guess what? They broke it down— on GR, like, I think a year ago and even recently they brought it back up. Uh, the Matthew Collar guy actually brings it up a lot. And he brings up the point, it's, Fred and Bryce Brown have fumbled the same amount of times. It, like, per carry, percentage-wise. It's pretty much neck and neck. Like, Fred fumbled five times last year. I didn't know that. And Bryce Rumble, Bryce Brown fumbled once. You know? And, like, I think if you're Whaley, you're like, what the hell do I do? Like, I can't cut this guy. He's good. He's a great pass protector. At the same time, naming Tyrod Taylor as a starter, what's that tell you? Maybe they don't need a pass protector in there, you know? Like, they also have a top-notch fullback. Right. And and at the same time, you're going to want the fullback in there. For some options and other stuff, or
1: not to mention you
0: have like to to, lead, a, to set the lead block.
1: I mean, at least for for now, who who knows what the roster will look like after this weekend? But as of right now, you also have a tight end that's a blocking specialist in Matt
0: Mulligan. So, super! Oh my God, that dude is huge. I mean, yeah, you got he Jerome Phelps like
1: As of right now, John Connor's still on the roster. Mulligan. You got, you got blockers. That's that's not a problem. Charles Clay, underrated blocker,
0: still. Yeah, and so man, so that's Whaley's perspective. I get it. We all get it, and it, it seems like the overall perspective everywhere from fans. If you read any interaction not a lot of them are totally can you believe they caught Fred we all are like can you believe we caught Fred but we understand in in a way but now that this this backlash from that information leaked somehow for some reason so you could say the guy from the Buffalo News what's his name I like to give him the credit who who wrote the story like but to say that when he wrote the story like that maybe he hunted fred down allegedly oh he asked he was bucky gleason asked yeah yes it was asked fred you know blah 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 blah. it, it could have been maybe fred's people reaching to him who knows how all that works i don't want to dissect it but think about it like that information got out for a reason why why wouldn't it be out you know to to throw a shot back at Whaley and and in Fred's defense, they busted his chops. When Knicks was the GM, to get another contract, the Fred started to get like really loud about it, and I don't blame him. They tried to replace that guy, and he persevered. But you're Doug Whaley, and you're seeing these fumbling problems. You're 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 seeing okay, we have this coaching staff in place, and maybe maybe Rex Ryan was weary of Fred Jackson the whole time too, and like I said. Make Doug Wayley the fall guy. You can't have people turn on Rex, especially right now.
1: Oh, absolutely. Everybody.
0: Not. How many people? I think I had to talk you off the ledge with Rex when Rex oh, was fired. Oh, at
1: first, absolutely. At first, I, I was not ready. I was not ready to accept that at first. But I came around.
0: So Wayley's got to do it. I get it. And, and honestly, to. Bryce Brown is talented. There's a lot of people like, how is Bryce Brown on the roster? Now, yeah, Rex Ryan, I think, is very calculated. That dude is slick. His first press conference. Who? I won't learn his name until he holds on to the ball. He's calling him out. Why? Because he knows what buttons to push. He knows, oh, you're on my bad side now, so you better work your ass off like Santrell Henderson did and work your ass back into favor.
1: Yeah, props out to Santrell. He got named starter today. That's pretty awesome.
0: You know what? They didn't even need to tell me he was a freaking starter. I we just know he's a starter. And, and you know what? Competition makes everybody better, Doug Whaley. And it freaking worked because Quanjo was on his ass. And it was all this predictions, Quanjo, Quanjo. I'm thinking of my head. get the fuck out of here. There is no way you're taking a 16-game starter and replacing him with a second-round pick that could not make the field. The flip side of the coin. We know the morons who are coaching Quanjo too. So, oof, oof, but Henderson still beat him out. And it's pronounced
1: "Morone," I think. Moron. Right? More, more. Now I'm confused.
0: Where is that guy? Oh, no one cares. Anyways, hey, cutting but-
1: back real quick. Speaking of Rex calling people out, how about that presser today? Oof, I wouldn't want to be Dan Carpenter this week.
0: Oh shoot.
1: We know he's listening. Dan, what are you doing, man? Dan, what, what, what the fuck? What happened?
0: Dan, what the fuck?
1: What happened, bro? I know you missed a lot of time at camp, but we need those field goals.
0: Yo, if you got to put on the Kid Rock sunglasses and get your ass out there and kick those damn balls through the uprights, talk to the NFL, see if yeah, you man. can get it approved for the uniform, do whatever you got to do.
1: Yeah. Whatever whatever it takes, man. We need, you. we need you. We need you the way we remember you from last year.
0: What else did Rex address in the press conference? Like he brought up the Fred thing pretty well. Yeah. Yep. You know. Um, but just to close up on Fred real quick. Um, that it it still hurt. Like I, I was pretty depressed. Um, oh yeah, I, yeah. I,
1: I, I, it it hands down was the most upsetting roster move that I can I can remember. I mean,
0: I know you like enjoy your job of pulling out car parts. At the junkyard and and you know a, the, a, you auto know. recycling facility, yeah, just like a Delta Sonic when I cleaned out cars, a, a, a. piss off tech. Yeah, thanks, dude. But you do a good job, man. Yeah, you take off parts, quality. You're very precision, Mac tools.
1: Yeah, I try to. You know, I I try to be the guy that that disassembles the things instead of just rips them out. I I, I try to be I try to be that guy. So how about
0: the finesse, man? Oh, about the finesse? I, I did the car thing the my daddy, taking off the parts. But if you enjoy your job, it sounds like you really do, which I don't blame you. How do you not? You get a nice tan. You look golden, brown, sweet, sexy.
1: I am Honey, brown as Dude, you look hell. like
0: seven years younger.
1: I am. You know, that that keeps coming up. People, people th- told me I look as young as 22 this week. Awesome. Sweet. I'm 31. Don't Ditto. tell nobody. 31, don't tell anybody. I know I'm not gonna.
0: Yeah. 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 So lucky you you, you. you don't mind your job. Me? My job sucks. You know what I do for a living? Sand drywall. I'm a drywall finisher. Meaning I put the mud on the wall. Smooth it out. I love doing it. I love doing the remodel shit. I love doing like challenging myself. But. The drywall sanding, I have a regular contract and it does good. You know, I can it's it's consistent. It's just really hard to, to do both at the same time. Things get overwhelming, you know, if you get stacked, you know. I have good a good guy that works with me, like does an awesome job, but when you're working this monotonous job of running this machine that sands walls, and on this day it happened to be my friend Tony and I, it, it, a nice 10 hour day, and it's sweaty as balls out. I, I'm going crazy sweating, and I'm not a sweater. I'm not one of them. I'm not one of those. I think, oh, you, I I am. think you're a sweater.
1: Oh, you, sh- you should see me, man. I look like. Do you I look, like look like under boob a- sweat? Man, I get under boob, over boob, side boob sweat. I get. I get every type of boob sweat. I am, I am your one stop source for for boob sweat in all, all directions, sizes, shapes, quantities, whatever. If you need boob sweat, I'm your guy.
0: Dude, you should grow a beard. I'm on working your, on it on under boobs. Oh, and then I'll then I'll act like a radiator, like cooling fins, and maybe it'll it'll like kind of like disperse. Kind okay. of like the moisture-wicking Any- underwear.
1: Anyways, anyways, anyways. The Bills named their starting quarterback. No,
0: man, I ain't done here. <laughs> Chill. Yo, I don't point want The to... point is, is like. You I don't... just don't
1: want to talk about my sweat anymore.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of it. There's a better segue than that. Just let me have dead space to remember what the hell I was talking about, and then we're back. But, like, you know, my drop sucks, all right? It's a very hot day, and, and I'm really just trying to to, to get through this. And I was looking forward to the cuts, thinking Hogan, thinking whoever else. Not saying Hogan doesn't deserve to be on a roster, but Stonehands, I don't know, man. He's all of a sudden Stonehands. I don't get it. I don't mean that kind of signing, dude. I know you're listening. Sorry, Hogan. You know, you're a tough dude. You lift. Follow you on Instagram. Holler. But, like, really... I did not expect to see Fred Jackson, and it just put me in a shit mood.
1: Oh yeah, all day
0: it, it, because he's my favorite. He is hands down my favorite Buffalo Bill, hands on of all time, of all time. Oh, I, I really? like Stevie, but like I, sometimes and I know even Stevie, you sing, I, Sometimes you don't know if it's talk or if it's really, you know, because in big moments sometimes it's it's not happened, but Fred, big moments it's happened in. He's great. He's a team guy, and he will run through the freaking wall for you. And to have a guy who's been inspirational in my life, coming up from nothing and just building and building and building and doing the work, I feel like my drywall career started out where Fred did, man, because he's been on the bills for like ten years. I've been on my own doing drywall, like, like after leaving working for somebody, like ten years, no, eight years. So it's like I watch this guy come up, man. Oh, definitely. You know, like it, it,
1: and it's definitely. And his his story coming up coming up the way he did is like one of the, one of the best in the NFL. I mean, just, I well, I got I got a soft spot for the underdog always. That's just how
0: I am. Yeah, and and I mean, like, how many memorable runs has that guy had? I mean, I remember this guy that that is a big mentor for the business world of the. Again, the drywall shit that we do. Um, you know, he was telling me, because we always talk bills. You know, we'll talk. We have jobs. We we work out together. I, I sub from him sometimes. And, you know, I'll start talking work, and I'll just say, screw that. Let's talk to bills. Like, he's a great guy. And it's kind of like an inspirational reason why we do this podcast is because I call this guy up all the time. or talk to my deacon here. All the time And just What are we doing Like what's going on With the Bills And, and I feel like We have takes that, that are different And you know He remembers watching Fred Jackson and Lynch At camp When Lynch was a rookie And he thought That Fred Jackson Was Marshawn Lynch From afar He's like Who's that guy Like You know what I mean He's like What Whoa Oh that's Fred Jackson He looked better Than Marshawn Lynch And yeah, it's the, like that That's the NFL Europe guy Like for real Right, and this guy has just they've been trying to beat him out for so long, and he just does not die. And, I mean, think about that Patriots game, that run he had. Like, there's so many great things. He's had huge blocks. He's been mindful enough to take a dive to let the clock run out. Like, he's his awareness level should be like 105 in Madden. And finally this year, Madden guys have paid attention to Bill's freaking roster just tell my friend Larson that, oh man, Fred Jackson is a beast, dude. He like ran over like three freaking dudes. <laughs> and now you take this guy. Finally you give Fred Jackson the all due respect this this man deserves. You gotta be kidding me right now. Like, what is your problem? You dog, don't you know? And this is why you got to play Madden, Doug Whaley, Rex Ryan, all you coaches. Because you know not to cut Fred when they finally make the ratings (laughs) great. You know what I mean? Like, oh, and now all of a sudden, because Rex Ryan is our coach, which is awesome. And why I want to Rex is to put us on the freaking map like us. Like, I'm part of the team. The Bills, my favorite team, you know? So, it's like, they didn't give a shit about the Bills. Remember one year, all the Bills receivers, like, not last year the year before, they all just dropped the ball. I'm like, dude, I know they're better than that. You know, so, Fred, you're a beast of Madden if you don't know. Now you know. Dog, I can't believe you caught him when he's great. Still, he really is great. There should be a place for him. And, oh, by the way, closing thoughts on Fred. Last serious thing. Anytime the Bills... Cut somebody that we like I put You kept You cut Fill in the blank Which right now is Fred Jackson And kept a kickoff specialist I'm sorry If you boot one Inside that is not a touchback Get off the I don't want a kickoff specialist And I understand that the odds Are technically better But that ain't worth the roster spot. But what I really think happened with Friday. I
1: kind of disagree with that. I think if you can formulate defending an 80 yard field every single time, you have a much more solid game plan. But. And in your defense,
0: if I side with you, there's two schools of thought on it. But think about it, though. Booby Dixon played special teams, Bryce Brown did. But I don't think Bryce Brown is as good. Carlos Williams definitely does. Carlos ain't going anywhere. That is Fred 10 years ago, like speed wise. This is quick. Not even 10 years. I mean. Actually, Fred, I don't think Fred's ever been that fast. Fred's
1: best season was 2009, hands down. Right. He he broke 1,000 yards rushing, he broke 1,000 yards on kick returns. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Yep. I know and I if I'm not mistaken, I believe that was
0: the year he led the NFL in all purpose yards as well. Yeah,
1: like fun fact.
0: But now he's not really on special teams as much, but he was returning kicks or doing punt returns and practice. But you know, you have two young promising guys and Carlos Williams look good and, and so you have Carlos Williams, Bryce Brown, and Booby Dixon. Honestly, I thought Booby would be the one out in favor of Fred, but let's be real here. Booby Dixon can double as a fullback. Oh, so, he's versus John Connor. If he's still he can on the tackle roster, too. Yeah, and if John Connor's on the block, roster, I'll tackle, be shocked. He can he can run.
1: I love Booby, man. I oh, love Booby Dixon.
0: Uh, again, another guy, or fourth shout out, Booby. I know you're listening, dog. Your Instagram is the shit. If you do not follow Booby Dixon, and you have an Instagram account. What are you doing with your life? You need to go see a therapist and reevaluate it, because you're you're missing what life is all about. Yeah, it's... that dude is just like. I think I'm like whack and head with. I may or may not make. This is the word retarded. You know what? They're not getting the word retarded. PC is not getting the word. I'm taking. I'm. We're keeping it. Like, no, no, you, can you are it. totally I make pretty retarded videos. Let's be honest. You do. On Instagram. They're, like, they're, uh, I do dumb shit. Dress up in a row, put on Bill sunglasses, dance with my dog. So I should any three six mafia song. You can put a sick video to it with dumb shit. And yeah. I enjoy it. And Booby Dixon makes the funniest videos like ever. Yeah, he's, he's hilarious. Yeah. Fred, Follow him on Instagram. I mean, that could be Fred maybe Instagram game. Step it up a little bit. Get crazy. Just crazy videos. But, you know, I, I, I get it. And, and Fred ain't really playing special teams as much. And, again, the injury factor, injury factor, injury factor. Like, man, it's such a loss because I see where both sides come from. And I agree with it. I agree with the fans, us, you know, and Fred, and I agree with Doug Whaley and the coaches. And it's all about moving forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you gotta move forward. Speaking of which, we've been on the topic of running backs real long. So I'm gonna close with this. Do you know do you know who the uh leading rusher on the Bills is right now? No. Any ideas? Seal. Nope, you're wrong. And he is ninth overall preseason for rushing yards in the entire league. And that is Boy, wrong. that is our main man, the new oh, car- starting quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, what? Mr. Tyrod Taylor, ninth in the NFL in preseason rushing yards. What a dude. Yeah, let's, man. Let, let's let's talk about this guy for a minute. Yesterday at the presser, Rex broke his silence. He said he wasn't gonna tell, but he told. Tyrod's our guy.
0: Yeah, Rex taking the fall for his team, saying I'll announce it that way. I don't gotta hear shit, pretty much. From you know, I don't want my players hearing it.
1: Yeah, you got it, and and I I like the the standpoint of get behind your guy and
0: start start scheming basically yeah, yeah and i think that quarterback competition was fair i thought um quite honestly like uh, all of them raised their level of play and you know you could talk reps however you want i feel like they they threw castle out there like hey this is how it's done he's a smart guy we have film we can reference to the two other guys this is how you do it whatever at the same time the plays that were called for each of them were all different, which was amazing. All, all Sooner style, so who knows if that part is true.
1: Right, and that big props out to Greg Roman because he he came up with, essentially, three different functioning versions exactly. of his, his offense.
0: And, and, and it's harnessed, like, Tyrod Taylor to get a bulk of the middle reps, Castle the first reps. And it's like, if EJ can't, maybe in their eyes, if, if EJ isn't executing... The, the, the reads and the reps correctly, keep him on the third team for now. Let him work up because it's not, you know, you got to walk before you run. And, and I think it was, like, really cool how they balanced it because Hira Taylor always stayed in the middle. He got, you know, and, and, and if it was between two guys, it was always Castle Taylor, Castle Taylor, at least what the Buffalo media mostly reported. But EJ, his rose of the occasion too, I mean.
1: Yeah. I mean, last time, last time we were here, I was 99% Team Tyrod. Like, didn't even really
0: oh, yeah, care, care to wasn't. watch
1: anymore. I, my mind was made up. These last two games, I was I was down to like a 60-40 still kind of favorite Tyrod. But, wow, dude, E.J. Manuel looked tough. And, I mean, he was throwing that football was zipping that
0: thing well after the first game against Carolina you're thinking okay yeah that's fluky but man that ball had some zip on it like he's throwing a different ball Sal Capaccio another guy I always seem to drop his name just because he I think he's great at his job man very detailed he picks up on the little things he says you know if 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 he could throw like a big dude like the size he is he can get it you know like he doesn't he needs to lose that little push pass thing he had going on because so many right. guys say he looks he's kind of like trying to really like project it a certain way and dude you gotta sling it man step into that and that's like what he's doing he's setting his feet Whenever there's a bad throw and I that's what I've been saying
1: all along that is what I've been saying if he had just a couple more seconds to to see where he's going and have his feet solid he's he's how many a good times have you
0: watched Brady? Always set his feet before he throws the ball.
1: Right, or, or always, or Big Ben, or any of those guys.
0: I mean, I would put Brady. The reason I mentioned Brady is because he's slow as hell. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He still finds a way to get his feet in there, and get him set, and anytime EJ throws a bad throw, we magnify it because everybody makes a bad throw from time to time. And but it, I think
1: that's I think that's the most interesting dynamic that you get with a guy like Tyrod Taylor he doesn't need to have that he he can make it happen whether he's got it or not those eyes downfield and if if it's not going to work through the air he'll find a couple on the ground and he showed really really solid decision making throughout preseason 2 about when to hold them and when to fold them as far as you know take you know taking a slide or getting out of bounds He showed really, really, really solid decision-making there, as far as I'm concerned. Well, his
0: first game, like, EJ, we thought, was a fluke. Tyrod's first game, we're like, the opinion was, huh. Because with Tyrod, I was like, okay, this could work, but he is maybe running a little quick. And then, well, with Castle in that game, for a a side, Castle was solid at first. like, yeah, we could do this, we could do this, we could do this, which we'll get back to later. But... You know, evaluating that first game between the three, I want to say between Taylor and EJ for where where we're going, you know, Taylor looked uh, awesome. It looked dynamic. And you know what? Him and EJ the next game against Cleveland and in Pittsburgh answered the question because if you don't know, the Cleveland game, Tyra played half one. EJ played half two. Matt Castle did not play. And EJ let it rip again, throwing those awesome balls. And Tyrod answered the question of, can he make certain throws he did before? Can he chill a little bit? He chilled a little more. He made some nice NFL caliber throws.
1: From the pocket.
0: Very accurate. Tyrod Taylor is not throwing... I think thrown one bad ball yacht. No, no, nothing. A- that- even Castle hasn't thrown a bad ball. Uh EJ had the one and this is all preseason. EJ had about two or two to five probably.
1: Yeah, and that one that one in the game two to five against is a high number of the, the games. Steelers there. They really they really let that be. Be a big deal for him. And it, I, I hated that.
0: Yeah, and and I don't think
1: uh, I mean that wasn't even a realistic game situation to me. That fourth down pass. You're not gonna be. You're I not gonna know. be in. You're not gonna be in that situation. That the was first a half. bad
0: throw, man. That, and that was it, like, oh, uh, EJ's come back down to earth moment. And it's like you don't want to think that because I've seen Tom Brady make that bad throw. Every quarterback has that throw, and I think EJ they kept looking people kept trying to look at the Carolina game like a reason to still shit on EJ like not to be an apologist but you know that that pass to Nick O'Leary like EJ's just running to his left and having to throw that ball and Nick O'Leary not for nothing he should have stayed put instead of running out he still could have floated the ball there because where the ball landed was like seven yards in front of him Nick O'Leary was still running the fade and yeah EJ could have did whatever but Again, his feet weren't set, you know, and it's kind of hard because the EJ, just like Fitz, we would always, oh, here's a bad throw. I remember the first opening throw of Fitz through his last year in the stadium. It was a, Chandler did an out and he missed him and it was horrible and, like, we're there with EJ. Tyrod, we don't know what we got.
1: See, that, and I try to take that into account when I, when I was putting my opinions together. EJ was kind of behind the eight ball. And I'm sure that's how it was in a lot of people's minds. Tyrod Taylor, completely clean slate. No one knew what to expect.
0: Well, it goes back to the quarterback competition. Think about it. Matt Castle, if you can't do it now, you'll never do it. So we're giving you, we're throwing you everything the first team reps, everything while we get Taylor going and while we develop EJ still. Like, Taylor's a smart dude. Four years sitting behind the guy and very well praised coming out of high uh, out of college and some people think he should have went higher um you know honestly th- they could not have done it better why would castle take second 13 routes if castle looks bad in the preseason and then they have to start him how's it look to us Tyrod taylor is an unknown you know at, at least not starting but i think he'll be just fine you got guys and all-star coaching staff like greg roman you got Palmer back there coaching up the dudes, um, who was an ex coach himself, you know from the Packers too, by the way. And you know he's been around. You got so many good guys, David Lee, and now we see now we see more with with EJ Manuel. I mean, that dude, all three games so far, his lasered his throws in there, very good passes. I cannot I cannot be more ecstatic. And in fact. Um, you know, on Twitter, I was with freaking Thurman Thomas's wife replied to me, which was really (laughs) like flattering because she posted something, she posted something up there about EJ Manuel and I replied along the lines of, yeah, imagine if, imagine if EJ had great coaching all along. I know how Thurman Thomas feels about that with those jv coaches that the bills have like imagine if the bills had this coaching staff coaching ej right the first time look at all the improvement all three guys are playing out of their freaking mind and that is that is dog Lee thing competition it really stacking. it really works it,
1: it seems to have done at least so. with this yeah, staff yeah absolutely i mean castle castle's play was adequate i guess is the word i'll use for it i'm not I, I can't give him rave reviews because he didn't have one single ball where i was just like wow can you believe that he was
0: mistake free but virtually yeah but you know what was great the last game against the steelers now here real quick what was cool about the cleveland game was no running backs. All the running backs, and a lot of running backs, were they were out of their top five running backs. So you had to be like, okay, now these guys, they're not going to have a run game, supposedly. Now these guys got it. Tie rod at ease. You got to beat these guys with their arm. And a testament to, uh, you know, I don't think the running backs did too bad for being there for two days. Yeah, it wasn't great. It was kind of bad style. Eyes, really bad, but whatever. That game with the Steelers, though, Matt Castle... There was a holding call, I believe, and it was like 3rd and 16, and I'm like, you know, in their own 20, and I'm like, this is where I want to see what happens. This is what we Mm -hmm. need to see because I'm sorry. I'm sick of crossing my fingers and hoping that this quarterback can make a six-yard freaking pass or not dump it off. You know what I mean? Like even third and six and longer, which I consider a third and long. Yeah, dude, I'm not confident in that. I'm sick of third and longs. I am sick of it. And, And we had the personnel to beat that. So why not have a dual threat? And that's what EJ provides. Not as much as Taylor, but that's what EJ does provide. And what did Matt Castle do? Throw it short. They punted. Right. How many times? You know what I call that? Cross your fingers, Castle. That's it. Don't want to see it.
1: And I feel kind of awful right now. I should have done my homework a little bit better before I got over here. But I feel like almost every drive that Tyrod led ended at least in field goal range, or at least on the edge of it. And how about
0: almost every drive EJ had ended up in a touchdown? Yeah, one way. You know, or I mean, that kid that's was the, that's my only yards.
1: that's my only concern with Tyrod is that he didn't find the end zone through the you air. know What
0: though Tyrod has that touch pass, dude? He's got a nice medium range ball, and he does. You, what you're getting with Castle, I think, is you're gonna get that. I guess you, I don't know football for shit. What do you call it? like a popgun offense or something like like chain, like Chan Gailey's offense? Quick throws, three stops, ball is out. You know, you don't – you know, I, I know the Bills could pass for Tech, but making Fred expendable is a testament to Castle not starting too. Yeah. So you save a roster spot. And that's something that I we forgot to mention with Fred is you save that roster spot. If you have a mobile quarterback, do you really – no, you want a guy that, you know, Fred can block, don't get me wrong, but you want – you don't. It's not vital. It's not as vital. So I just think it's crazy that Tyrod Taylor, testament to Whaley in the scouting department. Again, like,
1: well, I I want I think a little credit's due to Rex too. He's got he's got ties back to the Ravens organization, and he knew what they had down there. He, you know, this isn't the first time he. Tried to get get Tyrod, but this time he did get Tyrod, and look how it played out. So, I'm sure he still got. I'm sure he's got, still got some of those guys' numbers in his phone. I don't. I don't know who he might have called, but I mean,
0: look at man. There's 32 GMs. There's 32 head coaches. You know, yeah. You figure like this is how I look at it. There's a thousand people. Tighten knit group, man. Everybody knows something, or somebody who knows someone. Your channel, like. They're not dumb, man. Just like people are, are bringing in Fred Jackson at 34. On paper, what the hell are you doing bringing in 34-year-old running back? On paper, oh, cool, a backup quarterback's contract ran out? Who gives a shit? Yeah, but screw when is paper. Ever, but, when has there ever been a mad dash to get, this guy, to get a guy whose contract ran out?
1: I mean, screw on paper, though. Let's talk about on film.
0: Well, how about Gary? Yeah, that. And how about Gary Kubiak wanted the dude, wanted Tyrod out there to back up? Peyton Manning and you know and so so what do you think? You know can't
1: scoff at that at that crew's uh, scouting department. Yeah, so Bronco's I Bronco's got a real nice team. Yeah, and, and and how about you just do it? And then Seattle picking actually picking up another another organization or picking up Fred rather another organization with a really nice team. So or so you know.
0: It's it's crazy, man. Like Tyrod is gonna just beast out. Like, I, I picked him up like late round just for the hell of it, cause I picked Did up you? Kaepernick, it, cause I just waited to get a quarterback last night. First fantasy draft. Who cares about fantasy? On airwaves, anyways. I just, you know, it's just Tyrod. He's got the dual, th- the true dual th- threat factor. And I just remember years ago, oh yeah, a guy who's better than Michael Vick, supposedly. No way. From that right. school and like smarter but focused and like, you heard her, f- her first Ty Pac. yeah Ty Pac. looks just like Tupac. Yeah,
1: real quick, I hate the dude. I like dogs. Hate Vic, but man, boy, boy had something left in the tank when when we saw him the other day there.
0: Yeah, his first throw was like a <laughs> sixty-two yard bomb. Wow, dude, I was.
1: For a minute there, I was like, uh-oh, uh <laughs> what's going to happen now?
0: Right. I mean, Rex says that he doesn't know about Vic and cold weather, whatever, whatever, whatever. But, you know, I just look at tyler Taylor like he—we've been wanting one of these guys. I mean, a lot of people worried about injury concerns. If he runs uh, smart... I was actually
1: just about to bring that up. I do not get that.
0: I hate that point.
1: I do not get that why he's catching the flack for that. Because you got Castle, who just missed an entire season with an injury. You've got EJ, who's had two knee injuries since he's been in the league. But for some reason, Tyrod's the one that they're like, oh, he's going to get hurt. Right. Where did that come from? What What is this misconception? Because I don't think there's any evidence to back that up at all. I mean, yeah, if you're running, you run the risk of getting tackled. If you get tackled, you might get hurt. But that goes for
0: anybody. I mean, it's – how smart is he? I mean, Russell Wilson, I, I, you know – I mean,
1: it it's never – It can can happen anywhere. Look at Kevin Cobb. Look at how Kevin Cobb's football career ended.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was so wild, He slipped on a mat at training camp
1: and never played football again.
0: No, that's wrong. He slipped on a mat, got hurt, came back for the third preseason game, and got a knee to the helmet. And then never played football
1: again. Never started another regular season game.
0: Right. And it's like you know Drew Brees is six foot. Is really? he getting hurt? Yeah. He and that might even be a bluff stat, by the way. And Tyrod Taylor is listed at six one. You know, so I mean, I I don't if he's smart enough to get the hell out of bounds and not depend on his on his on his wheels, you know. Then it's all right. Like I think he'll be fine. And quite honestly, it's like if Drew Brees. I don't consider Drew Brees like a like a thick dude. I I would think you know no. or Russell Wilson.
1: Yeah, Russell Wilson's never had any any injury issues. No, and I he's... don't think Kaepernick's ever missed any time. Uh, I thought any, you, yeah. any real, oh, any Cap- yeah, real but, yeah, but yeah, but Kaepernick's
0: time. different though. Kaepernick's a big dude. He's a bigger dude. It's like 6'5 four, or six five. I'm just saying, right?
1: running. I think he's six four.
0: Yeah, he's kind of thick, so, or not thick, but but he he looks like he could take it. Like Cam Newton looks like he can take a pounding. Yeah, and and that's the thing with Tyler Taylor. Speaking
1: of dudes and taking poundings, <laughs> oof, that didn't sound good. <laughs> that didn't sound good at oh, all. Oh
0: my god. You
1: you want to hear my you want to hear my not so nice prediction for this season. Now that we got Tyrod starting, we got him we got him up here in Buffalo doing his thing. I think this is gonna be the year that Joe Flacco gets hurt.
0: This is such a dude just fan. because
1: and I'm not wishing nothing bad on nobody, but I am a firm believer in Murphy's law. If it can break, it's gonna. Anything that can go wrong will, and I'm a I, I am such a firm believer in that. <laughs> so that's know, that's man. my my not so nice prediction for this season.
0: That's like I don't. Know, oh, that's like picking something out of the garbage disposal zone and thinking that all of a sudden the switch could miraculously turn on. I don't know. Yo,
1: four years he hasn't missed a start. It's bound to happen. It's good. Everybody misses a start eventually, and I think now that his backup. Is doing his thing elsewhere. I think this is when it's going to happen. I think Mr. Murphy is just hiding behind the corner down there in, by Joe Flacco's locker. He's going to trip him on the mat. <laughs> okay, but no, seriously, that's my prediction. Not the mat, but the other thing.
0: That's it. That that
1: that's that's all my prediction is. That's
0: we really talked about this.
1: <laughs> yeah we. i went there
0: i mean i guess do you really think so and then we'll see matt Shaw? yeah a reporter asked Tyrod taylor this is a stupidest like i don't know who it was but like revoke their press pass
1: let us get that like press did you pass. did you
0: hear yeah let me get a press pass i got great questions
1: well yeah, we'll we will ask all the questions that you want the answers to.
0: Yeah. Like every single one. Like you know. Like yo,
1: Booby Dixon, what you eat on your hot dog.
0: Yeah, Booby, what do you like on your hot dogs? I don't know. You tell me what you like on your hot dogs. I'll help you pick shit out for your hot dogs. We
1: can go get hot dogs, Booby. We
0: can go get hot no hey.
1: hit us up on Twitter. When
0: when, when we're done with the autograph time We'll help you out Yeah absolutely I mean Look
1: Shout out to Ted's powerful dogs
0: Yeah so this guy He just asked something along the lines of Do you feel great being a starter Because they picked Matt Castle to be the backup over you And the Ravens It's like What? Like, what the hell does Tyrod Taylor care about what happened with the Ravens, man? Don't you think, like, Tyrod Taylor just didn't want to sign with the Ravens? If I was Tyrod, I want a chance to start. You know what I mean? Like, let him bring in Matt Schaub. Who cares? How do you. you,
1: I'm just glad we didn't bring in Matt Schaub.
0: Yeah, and it's like sometimes, like, I don't understand how people, like, they they ask the dumbest questions. It it just makes me. Because it comes down to. You know, and I feel bad if I'm in, inadvertently shredding this guy, but man, what I would give to be at that press conference and not treat it like a job, I mean, there were times where Sal Miran at the DNC would just bitch about covering the team, and he would get on the John DiTullio show, and in oh, and, and d- all, all respect yeah, to Sal, I like Sale, but like he would sound so annoyed that he had to cover the bills. You know what I would do to cover a professional sports team for a freaking living? no matter how bad they are, and even if they're not my favorite team, which, you know, and it's like, so many guys who would ask better questions and do really make that going. And, I mean, come on, old media. Get out of asking the same stupid shit that you guys always ask. No one cares about leadership. No one cares about all this crap. And it's like, leadership is like that made-up story, just like the like the beginning stories of the first preseason game. So-and-so rookie thinks he can hang at this pace with the NFL. Like, or after the first game even, too. And it's like, I'm so sick of the old media dumb fill the hot air with questions. It's like, if that even makes sense. I don't make sense, but I know you guys are with me. Like I know what
1: you're saying. I, I'm sure everyone else does.
0: It's so annoying. It bothers me. Like, you show up to just pick apart and and i understand these guys have the right source it's their job it's how the old media works and it is relevant media you know i i read it i love hearing about it i love hearing articles or hearing hearing everything that's going on you know but somebody's got a report on it but we don't need to hear about leadership like leadership is a natural thing you know it's leadership is influence
1: right any any time you've got a group of group of individuals that are competing at a level like you would playing a sport like football, leadership will emerge. Somebody's going to step up in that group. It, I mean, look look at look at your basic locker room mindset. It's always going to have someone who's going to take the reins. I don't care I don't care if you're talking football, hockey, baseball, whatever it is, somebody, somebody's going to put themselves in the position to put the, uh, to put the team on their back, so to speak.
0: Right. Right. And, and I think it's like, it, it just needs to not hold so much weight. You know, you couldn't only, you can only read into the leadership thing so much and for a reporter to waste a question on that when there's so many other great things, or to waste a question on the, the Tyra Taylor question, like, why would you ask something so stupid? And, and even if the guy did have vengeance, he thinks he's going to publicly say to call out the Ravens, like, what's the best possible outcome?
1: Yeah, what, what do you want him Russian to say? If not
0: you Russian roulette, you'd probably have better odds than him folding on his team or on his former team, like, that kid might want to go back there and get a job later in his life, but because he talks shit about so and so publicly, yeah, they don't forget.
1: And and the media, the media has been trying to do that to these guys. Because in the middle of this whole quarterback competition, I felt like the media was trying to get all three of those guys to kind of take a cheap shot on on the other guys in the competition, and they it all backfired. They all handled themselves so well in front of the cameras. They all displayed leadership.
0: Professionalism.
1: Yeah, they were all super, super humble and
0: very professional. And quite honestly, maybe sometimes chemistry is underrated because, like, you know, I would put that in or or overrated because you had these wide receivers and running backs. uh, If you don't know, but, you know, everybody's. Wide receivers and running backs were so dropping like flies this camp, you know. Especially for that yeah. Browns game, it was get the hell out of there before more people get hurt. and, yeah. and, and these guys—you got these guys. I feel bad
1: for that Austin Willis kid. Uh, Puts his helmet on, goes in, grabs a punt, gets destroyed, and now he's gone.
0: That sucks.
1: Yeah, he he he's gone today. He got he got waived.
0: Didn't Rex call him White Lightning? He did. That's awesome. But you know, just that it's like chemistry. EJ Manuel's throwing the guys who can't catch the ball, like like or or who shouldn't be trying to catch the ball. The Andre Davis kid is just stepping the hell up, man. Like, watch out. And that's why yeah. I thought Hogan might be in jeopardy.
1: Yeah, Hogan. you know, like he's Hogan not might be in jeopardy. Up. Goodwin can't. Can't keep himself together.
0: Oh, dude, that Goodwin injury was such bullshit. Yeah, like that was so cheap, man. I, I, I believe the ball got trapped under Goodwin, and some fat ass falls on him. Like, dude, really? In preseason, you got to be doing that. But I mean, that
1: could, that could be it for him because, like broken you said, ribs,
0: dude, broken ribs. Like you said,
1: Davis stepped up big time. You're Deontay one. Thompson, big time.
0: Your one thing is your one thing is speed. Are you gonna be able to get there as fast with those ribs? Ribs are vital, man. Yeah, like it, it hurt, it hampered Sammy Watkins for reaching for, for everything. And, and Goodwin, get, Goodwin, won't get up and get that ball. I mean, he, it, it
1: limits your range so much. Any hesitation's gonna gonna completely and that dude change is the way you play. It's based on
0: explosion, right? It's not like slow and steady, great route, you know, like route running. And I'm not saying being a great route runner doesn't you know, but this is what they want to do. They wanna get this guy in the space, they wanna do things. But like man, that commentary thing I think is a little they the it's either over maybe it it's rated where it should be, and the Bills coaching staff is just that good with the running backs and wide receivers we're making plays for all three quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, like it's incredible. It really is. These guys are just guys that fall. Just who are we signing this week? Like, Oh man, this guy was cool in college. Like, you know, just, they don't, they know they're going to get caught. They get to put some film out there. And I mean, all these years, We've been wondering what the freak the problem is. It's the coach. We get a we get a guy that these players want to play for. And they respect the decision to cut Fred Jackson. They respect their decisions. Bill Belichick has broken a lot of hearts in New England. But you know what? Yep.
1: He's also those
0: dudes are always in the freaking playoffs.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, he's broken a lot of hearts Always But he's I also made him. a lot of superstars So,
0: Yep, yep And he's also cut a lot of superstars He's done, uh, you know, like, brought them in and, and and made, like, lemons Lemonade out of, like, these lemon guys Like, Edelman, like, really? Yeah You know, like yeah, I mean, Who would have thought that? Walker, at the time? Like, and It's, wow, you got a guy that that people want to play for in Rocks. I was so psyched to see E.J. Manuel get a start. I mean, and then he put him back out there. Yeah. I, oh, man. I lost my shit. I mean, think about that. So so if we had to, so excited. Let's go here. E.J. Manuel, Tyrod Taylor. Or um, E.J. Manuel, and Matt Castle. Like, what? Who stays and who the, goes? Yeah, people are saying, oh, you know, if you could trade E.J. Why the hell would Doug Whaley... Want to trade EJ? You know how bad that makes him look. Because they, uh, a lot of people consider that, even though it's technically Buddy Knicks or Russ Brandon and everybody else, it's a Buffalo Bills pick. It's not one guy. It's a Buffalo Bills pick. You know what? Yeah, we've heard all that baloney. It's still on Doug we a little bit. He's trying to
1: stay neutral enough for where, if it worked out, he could have been like, "Oh yeah, yeah."
0: That. Yeah, you know, I was the assistant who- GM. We were, we were in there. That. Right. Right yeah so i mean think about it the, the buddy kid,
1: buddy let me write it on the card
0: right right <laughs> ki- <laughs> we love you doug no disrespect yeah dog, we, we know you're listening you know you piss off a lot of people dog we can chill but yeah I, but I yeah just, definitely don't go don't go it. out
1: in buffalo late at night anytime soon don't go walking around stay safe doug we That's love you fine
0: bud. stop
1: I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But Buffalo is a rough town, though, and that's why I love about it.
0: Doug will be fine because we we understand. Except for that that report, really makes that. I, I <sighs> dude, they're they're shredding them. They're they're crushing them. But think about that, like Matt Castle, and EJ Manuel, and Tyrod Taylor. E.J. Manuel was still a first-round draft pick. You cannot just give up on him. Mac Castle is a throw everything at him. If you can't handle it, too freaking bad. Can he look downfield? Maybe the coaches have told him you got to look downfield, dude. You got to look for a bigger play. Maybe they have. I don't know. Yeah, I like. Maybe I not. like what
1: what did you say earlier? Cross your fingers, Castle.
0: Yeah, cross your fingers, Castle. I like that. And you know what? That dude has he had. I could be wrong, Has he had any touchdowns in this preseason? I don't think so. No,
1: nope.
0: And 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 it's like Tyrod Taylor. He's the guy that is ahead in development than EJ. I mean, he EJ did have four years. Castle
1: did have the highest completion percentage. Well, cool, but he only went for eighty-three yards on thirteen completions. That's so, not a lot. I mean, EJ is hitting hitting all, you know three fourths of that on one pass.
0: Yeah, and EJ's cap hit. I think we mentioned this a few years or a few podcasts ago. EJ's cap hit, I believe, is like four million, and Matt Castle's five hundred thousand. Or, or I take that back. If you cut Matt Castle, it's five hundred thousand. If you cut EJ, it's four million. And EJ's like, do they let EJ go for like just a second round pick? No, because what if Tyler Taylor flops?
1: Yeah, or gets hurt, or.
0: And I could be wrong, but Rex has been kind of sketchy about this, too. Yeah, I want to keep three quarterbacks. I think he wants to keep Sims. And if, and if you're going to cut Fred Jackson, and a lot because of cap space, too, which somehow I think they can rework it into Darius's deal or something, I don't know. But And that's also a thing, too, why they would cut Fred. I believe $2 million on the books, you know? So they only owe him $100,000 workout bonus or camp bonus, some baloney. But... You know they gotta cut if Castle's not starting. I'm sorry, you gotta cut Castle.
1: He's
0: yeah. he's four point seven million into the season, I, I believe. Point seven, at least four million into the season if you keep if you keep him. No, yeah. As far thank as I'm you.
1: concerned, he's got. <coughs> excuse me, he's got to go.
0: And if the Bills are all in, who says would Riverboat freaking Doug Whaley over here with all the wheel and deals he makes, which we love about him. Who says he doesn't clear up cap space? Because they might have some trades in mind. Maybe they have something. I don't yeah. know. You, you never know. You never. I.
1: You do know people have been calling about Deontay Thompson. You know that's going on.
0: Yeah, and man, what do you, what what are you doing in this situation? It's you can. That that's just so that's just so wild.
1: Now let me ask you this without without getting player specific do you think there's any positions where we are thin enough to consider the EJ Manuel trade straight up let's take draft picks out of the equation is there any positions that we you you think we still need to to improve at that that a trade a trade like that might be feasible
0: the only thing i could see happening is a cornerback that is the only position that that to me maybe I'm out of my mind. That to me is the weakest position, the cornerback. Now it depends. If say say Percy Harvin gets hurt week two, and he's out for another six to eight weeks, something stupid. That maybe, doesn't maybe that doesn't look. worry
1: me because we there's so many there's so many capable wide receivers. We're gonna have to let somebody somebody that we know is capable is gonna not make this team. It could be. Deontay Thompson, I would see him getting traded probably. It could be Marquise Goodwin because he can't stay healthy. It could be Chris Hogan because Stonehands and got hurt.
0: And it's only Stonehands recently. Like, Chris, dude, all due respect, man, you, you always kill it. We're always rooting for you. And you are always open. And But I don't know what to think, man. You know, it's like. I just look at big money guys too. Like who's left for big money guys? That's why I kind of thought maybe they'll cut Booby Dixon. But at the same time, Booby special teams, Booby fullback, Booby run back. Okay, mm-hmm. he does that shit. And oh, and
1: Boobie. that pump block last year. Yeah. Let's just give a shout out for that again, Booby. You're a G.
0: You know, man. I made an internet meme. With Fred Jackson, and I put, yeah, I'm still a G. And then this bad news this week. But anyways, back to the cuts. Castle, I I don't think there's a purpose for him. And Rex Ryan, the way he talks about Matt Sims, hey, this kid's got talent. When Mark Sanchez went down, which was my fault.
1: You're we, taking credit for that?
0: Yep. Rex took credit for it. And he goes, which was my fault. Oh, 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 I yeah. thought
1: you were taking credit for it. Yeah. No, I was confused there. I no. was like,
0: I was like, what did you do to my? Sanchez? I fumbled his shoulder. <laughs> but, you know, Rex said, hey, that was my number two. It was Gino and him. So you're telling me that they didn't have this all planned out to cut one of these guys? And if EJ flopped, he flopped. I doubt because there's never been a quarterback, I think, that's ever been cut. Not playing for playing anything less than a season, I think, worth of games like as a first round pick, that's crazy. So, right, um, that's crazy. I think Castle is the one to go. I could see Goodwin, I guess, but man, Thompson is pretty sick, but again, he's hurt now, right. no one's, no one's, I I hope Rox doesn't start any starters in in game four either.
1: He's going to, he's going to rest what he can. I mean, there are thin positions due to injury right now, but I think, I think we're going to play the safest game of football we possibly can.
0: Right. I think that's all we got to do, but we're all done. Sorry. Yeah, it's, been an it's hour over. And Twenty minutes. 12, I think that's a new. A. M.
1: I think that's a new record for us.
0: It is, and I and I don't mind them long. I like where we went. Uh, very emotional day with Fred Jackson. We, yeah. we're trying to be objective here. You know, so if you are taking offense though. to anything that we're saying about Fred from Doug Whaley's perspective, it hurts us, man. Yeah, because, we're hurting because it. You know, we don't want to believe it could be ego on Whaley's end, but it could be ego. And it could be Fred's to being like, yo, screw that, dude. Why can't you just be straight to me? Fred's saying he was never straight to him. At the same time, he doesn't owe him an explanation. That's his job is to get the best players on the team. And if Fred doesn't agree with something that's going on, he knows that the pot is going to be stirred in that locker room through Fred. And you cannot have that. We, Whether we want to believe it or not, Culture is a yeah, real thing. Another that, thing I think is overrated, but it is a real that, thing.
1: That leadership we were talking about, it could be used for negative purposes. It could be used for positive purposes. So it, it it's a two-edged sword, and I think they recognize that.
0: Exactly. So, you know, what's coming up with uh, quarterbacks? Tyrod Taylor, Ty Pock, you heard it her here first. Second, no. Ty Pock, latch on. Latch on, please. But... You know, it's been interesting. We'll be back probably after the fourth game at some point. Yeah, maybe we'll... Get, and I would like to maybe weigh in on um, just to see maybe Percy Harvin plays. I don't know. I remember Rex saying...
1: Yeah, he, he might take just some just get reps. a few
0: reps. He was saying he wants... Not, not recently, but he said a couple of weeks ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll check in with you guys after the Lions game.
0: Yeah, so hopefully everything stays good no starters play i hope i hope i hope um and it'll be it'll be cool to come back and really go over the schedule and see see what we got ahead of us man and and it's going to be interesting to see if this defense is for real um but if you don't know follow us at numb fan on twitter
1: and instagram
0: and instagram and and adam has his own coming up
1: Yep, I'm so, uh, Bills Adam D. If you want to follow me on Twitter,
0: yeah. So I am the Numbills fan main account. Facebook will be both of us though, and um,
1: I click around on that on that main Twitter from time to time too, but I stay pretty quiet.
0: Yeah, like most of the super opinionated shit is just
1: that. That's Dave. If you want to talk to Dave, go that go to Numbills fan on Twitter. If you want to talk to me. Numbills Adam D.
0: Yeah, but please check that out. Um, tell your friends about it. We have a listener from Australia. I was like, really? A dude in Australia? Yeah, shout Made out. Me up on Twitter, shout out like, to
1: Australia.
0: Man, like, I couldn't. I was like, holy shit. And it like, means a lot to us. Yeah, yeah. Right out. And like, after our like, two podcasts, we had like a really nice email from a guy, which numbillsfan at com. But come on. Please tweet first. Yeah, just
1: maybe. just just do the
0: Twitter. But if you then, want to send an email, that's cool too.
1: Yeah, if you got if you got a mouthful for us, by all means. But we'll see we'll see a tweet before we see an email. That's for damn sure.
0: Yeah, just tell fellow Bills fans if you got parents, you know, tell them how to use their iPhone and subscribe. numbillsfan.podbean.com if you want to stream it. I'm or sure you'll be able to find it. We have stickers coming soon. Look for them at Ralph Wilson Stadium. I'm not gonna tell you what it is. It's a it's a surprise, and you know, I don't want to ruin it because it's very special. Because to all of our five it's listeners, top secret, top secret, and we're not dishing out here. Well, thank you. Have a good night. It's been an hour and twenty three minutes. You good? I'm so good, Fred. We love you man And wish you the best uh, Very inspirational character And you define what What we're about man It's all about working hard Like I could go try to To, to knock on WGR And just beg like them or, or CMF here in Rochester Or some other radio stations But why not just do it ourselves Like why not just be the dude And, and that's what you did man You didn't accept just yeah, cool, I had an indoor football career, I played on NFL Europe. no, no, you're like, no, I I want to be that guy, and you know, that's really great and you can't ask for anything more than that, you've always been a, a class act in, in everything you do with fan interaction and I can't, we can't thank you enough and I just wish that we could have seen where hey, you're the dude you follow the blocks you you have made a bad offensive lines look serviceable and, and, absolutely and i, I mean, remember there was a time when he was worried about pass blocking he's like yeah i got to work on my pass blocking and he became a phenomenal fat pass blocker
1: yeah i mean through all through all the losing seasons he always he always made something for us to get excited about
0: yeah i mean and deacon told me he cried
1: i cried I told Dave not to tell anyone, but I, I cried. I, I seen that picture of Aaron Williams wearing his jersey at practice, and I was just like, "Damn, dude, this, this can't even be real." I
0: choked up a few times. I had a couple sandy drywall tears. Yeah,
1: I had a couple. I had a couple tears. Tears drop, man. We love you, Freddie.
0: Yeah, Fred, take care, man. I I really hope you work out with Seattle, and maybe you'll get a chance to run the ball in the Super Bowl. Yeah, to win the game.
1: They could have used you last time, bud.
0: Yeah, hang in there. Thank you, everybody. All five of you. All five
1: million of you. We know you're listening.
0: Yeah, and Rex Ryan, you know, if you ever want to be in the podcast, dog, let me know. And any Just players, tweet. Just tweet. Yo, any players, really, I don't care if you're number 53 on the roster. All right? I don't care. I mean, I prefer Nan Carpenter. That would be kind of cool. If you're going t- towards the bottom of the depth chart that people care about. Sorry, Dan. We care about you when you miss the yeah, kicks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, Dude, get we, we know your hammy's a little screwed up still. We if, got if, you.
1: If you want to come down here and defend yourself, we've been giving you a hard time. Well, look, By all means. Our door is open to you.
0: My interview skills are on point. I have so much proof in the pudding for this. Not really. I have no interview skills. But I'll tell you, it won't be the bullshit that you're used to. It won't be... Asking you, oh, What you? What do you? What's your favorite food? Huh? And and insert stupid joke. It ain't gonna be anything dumb. It'll be us just chilling, softballs, get a little insight. Word it politely, respectfully for competitive reasons. Hit us up, numb Bills fan, at Twitter. Look it up, please follow. Tell your friends. We're really leaving this time. We out. Peace. That's it. Bye. Done.